This is Breaking Bread with Brilliant Babes. I'm your host, Tatiana Jimenez. We're recording today from Rohnert Park, which is about 50 miles north of San Francisco, and I'm joined by Bernie Altman. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Bernie. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show and letting us take over your uh, kitchen today. <laughs> for any first-time listeners out there, our purpose is to shed some light on everyday people doing brilliant things. I typically invite them into my home, cook a meal, and then we eat together and chat about their careers and lives and how they got where they are today. Today we're enjoying matzo brai, made by Sue. <laughs> well, Bernie, can you tell us a little about what you're up to these days and your perhaps your career history. I hope it's okay for me to say that you are a thriving 94 years old. <laughs> so you've had quite the, the life experience. But do you want to tell us a little bit about, yeah, I guess your career history or life history and what you're, what you're doing? Well, as a kid, I had great aspirations, but I had too many. So I never did any of them. <laughs> Thought I'd be a great dancer like Eleanor Powell, who you never heard of. I have not heard of her. But. She was a tap dancer, a screen actress, a star. Okay. You know? And I always loved to tap dance, and I tap dance outside on the street. And wherever I was, my father used to get angry at me because I woke him up. <laughs> uh, then I was going to be an artist. And in high school, that was my specialty. But I, I chose the costume design rather than the art. And I was always a little sorry about that. But I learned how to sew and design and cut patterns and all that jazz. But I was—I didn't have the temperament to last in a cutthroat business like costume, like clothing design right. and making and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I went to business school and learned how to type and take Pitman shorthand. And... I had various jobs. I, when I was 19, my friend Shirley and I decided we wanted to see the world and we were going to join the Navy. I chose the Navy because my sister was in the wax and I was afraid if I got to, into the wax, I'd be in her platoon. She was a sergeant and she always loved giving me orders. So I didn't <laughs> do that. Shirley and I did boot camp together and then she was assigned to office work. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They put me in as a nurse, which surprised me because I never thought of myself as a nursing person. Mm-hmm. But I did like it, and uh, I was stationed down in, in Key West, Florida, mm-hmm. which was disappointing because I was not going to see the world down there. So I was there for about well, two years, and then I uh, the war was over. And my mother wanted me to come home. So, mm-hmm. and it was just as well because, again, as a wave, I the only place that I could go to off the continent of the United States was Hawaii. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I figured I had been down in Florida for two years. I'd seen enough of lush growth and yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> I also yeah. heard that you had a nickname as a as a wave nurse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pecker checker. Oh, that's not the one I heard. <laughs> oh, what did you hear? I heard. I think the needle. The needle. Or because you you gave, you administered shots. shots. <laughs> well, I never heard that one. Well, what was your what was your well, nickname? Pecker checker was not right either because okay. most of course the the uh, patients were, were sailors and stuff. Sure. 
and we, if they were bedridden, we had to bathe them. We could only bathe them from the head down to the waist. Anything <laughs> under the blanket, they had to do themselves, wow. or a male would come over to do it mm -hmm. because we couldn't look at those things. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Even though you were medical professionals. <laughs> yeah. And I knew what one looked like anyway because I had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh so my goodness. That always gave us a yeah. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the war was over, and uh, my mother wanted me to come home. So I did. And I didn't go to school right away because I, 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 what I wanted to do was to become a nurse, a registered nurse. Mm. So I'd been doing that for two years. But when I finally found out about it, I would have had to start from scratch. Mm. And that would have been another two years out of my so-called life. So I went to business school, and uh, I started working in offices. And I, I worked for New Masses Magazine, which was a socialist left-wing magazine. And that went out of business a year or so later. And I worked for the American Labor Party, which was a New York party. And that went out of business. <laughs> I really did a good job on these places. <laughs> What did you do at, at New Masses? Were you... A secretary. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Cool. So you so you worked at New Masses. It went out of business. Then you worked for the American Labor Party. That went out of business. Yeah. And then it, at what point did you meet your husband and start a family? Well, I met her. My friend Henrietta was working for Lamps and Fraser and Youth. Mm. And she said there was an opening there. So I needed a job and I went. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you want this part in there. You can take it out, but okay. it, the the Furriers Union was the union for all the people that worked the Fraser uh, Lamps and Hugh, and they got me the job. They, you know, were prime movers, I guess you could say at that point. Mm -hmm. So I was working in the office, and her worked uh, for the same company, and uh, we met. We just somehow we clicked. And mm -hmm. we couldn't get married until we had an apartment. And it was very hard finding apartments. It was right after the war. And this was in this was in New York. New York, okay. Yeah, but Herb's friend Herb was uh, found out there was in a vacancy in the building that he and his wife lived in, and we grabbed it. So we were married, I think, four months or so after we met. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Was that in Manhattan or in Brooklyn? In Manhattan. Oh, okay. The apartment was in Manhattan. Herb mm -hmm. didn't want to live in Manhattan, but I was still with my artsy, craftsy uh -huh. life, so we did. And uh, I got pregnant, and we had a baby, in the, and we were still in the apartment. Mm -hmm. But then we got an apartment in city housing, public housing, which I thought was great. I don't know how it is anymore. Mm -hmm. But in Queens... And uh, we moved there. We had a very nice apartment. My my father-in-law, he came to visit one time and he said, I hope you make enough money to live in a really good place because at that time not all the buildings were done and the landscaping was not done. So there was a lot of dirt and rocks and everything. And he thought it was slum war-torn or something, you know. So we got a, a big laugh out of that. Uh, after a few years, Herb got a job, and we moved to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so Columbus, we, that's very different from New York, <laughs> imagine. Yes, yes. 
and we were there for uh, 16 years and Herb got a job. He was working at that time as a book sales on the road, okay. sales rep. And his boss wanted him to come to New York, work in the office there, which I was thrilled because I mm-hmm. wanted to. All our friends had suddenly moved away. So yeah. we moved back to New York where we, at least we oh, had a few friends and family. Mm-hmm. And we were there for 11 years until uh, Herb. Mm-hmm. was not working anymore, but he did go to school, and and he learned sign language, so he was a substitute teacher. Oh, wow. At the New York School for the Deaf, and I had a chance to transfer out to California, and we always wanted to live in California, so I called Abby, and she was, I don't remember, maybe Marissa had just been born, I, I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. So Abby is your daughter and Marissa's Abby your granddaughter. Abby is my daughter and she was living mm-hmm. out here and she had gotten married and had uh, Marissa, her first child. And I called her and I asked her how she'd like to have us, as not as neighbors especially, but out in California. Mm-hmm. She, I'll never forget, she said, I'll call you back in a half hour. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> so she That's did. Great. She said fine because she realized <laughs> that she only saw her grandparents once a year when they would come up from Florida mm. where they had retired to. Yeah. So I took the job and uh, came out here. So for the first few years, I we lived, Herb and I lived in San Ramon, California, because that's where my office was. Mm-hmm. What was what company were you working this for? This was uh, James River. Oh, the paper company. The paper company. Okay. And this was a sales office. I was the manager. Mm-hmm. And then James River was bought or bought another paper company. I don't remember. Oh, the Crown Cellar Bag. And uh, their sales force took over ours. And I was no longer a manager. I was more like a receptionist. Mm-hmm. So I stuck it out until I was 65 and I retired and moved up here. It sounds like you've done a lot <laughs> up until, you know, the. I know you've done a lot since you've, uh, well, you've retired. Well, I, I took a job because mm-hmm. I, I like going to work mm-hmm. uh, at the senior center, Rona Park Senior Center. Well, it was a part-time job, but I mm-hmm. I did a lot more than just sit in the office there because mm-hmm. I don't like just sitting in an office. I have to do something. So I did that for 18 years, and I did volunteer work. I it was a high-cap counselor. That's health insurance, but mm-hmm. I, I help people with their insurance problems, okay. I guess you could say. And I, I did that for about 15 years, and Herb died, and I just, I, for some reason, I just couldn't get my head to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry now, except it's a lot more complicated. I don't know if I could do it, mm-hmm. but I, I stopped that. I, I retired. I was 86 when I retired. Wow. I really didn't want to, but at that point, then, that's what I had to do. And I, I jumped into the OSHA Lifelong Learning mm-hmm. classes. I found out about it while I was working, but I 
couldn't do the classes then. Right. And so the classes take place. So these are. At um, Sonoma State. Yeah. So these are college classes for lifelong learners. Yeah. And the uh, teachers, teacher lecturers, I guess you would call them. Some of them were, were professors at school and some were retired professors or writers or artists or whatever. And I'm going I'm to give it a good plug now because I love it. Uh, they're two-hour classes, two a day. Each class is a different subject. And this was Monday through Thursday. And I usually went all four days because I really I had nothing else I wanted to do. So well, I've been doing that, and I, I'm a volunteer. And I check people in because some of the classes are big, you know. And uh, so I, I volunteer as that. And if somebody has a question, I will try to answer it. And I do Zumba. You do Zumba. Zumba. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Except that when I'm in class, if I'm in class on a Wednesday morning, I can't do Zumba because mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to do the class. Yeah. But it's been a, a big part of my life, and I love it. I think it's a wonderful program, and it's mm-hmm. all over in 119 campuses oh wow okay i think that's maybe it's bigger now i don't know Mm -hmm. that's great so so since you've had your career and now you're you know taking lots of classes at 94 do you feel like you're an expert at anything (laughs) just just to stay alive and i i really don't know how i've come this far because Uh (laughs) i i have insomnia i don't eat properly i don't do much of anything, <laughs> but here I am, and people mm-hmm. think I'm wonderful because yeah. I'm still walking around. I have a couple of acquaintances who are older than I am, and Alwyn is the one you should be interviewing. <laughs> she's she's 99. Wow, wow. Yeah. Do you know her from uh, the Osher Lifelong Learning no, she's, Program? No, I know her from the library. Okay. She is the volunteer coordinator there. Wow. And She's uh, still volunteer coordinating? <laughs> yeah, and, wow. and very often she has to sit in the bookshop because mm-hmm. she, her, her volunteer can't do it that wow. day or something. That's incredible. Yeah, she, she's a real cutie. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, whether, you know, your time in the the waves or in your career or throughout your life, did you have a mentor and are you a mentor to others? I may have had mentors, but I never, growing up, we didn't have such a thing called mentor. Sure. But uh, I really couldn't name anyone, although I, mm-hmm. I thought my mother was a wonderful woman. She's very kind, intelligent, and down to earth. I always wonder, my ambition when I got out of high school was to get a job making $80 a week so I could take care of my parents, Mm -hmm. if if you know how that would go today. Yeah. (laughs) And as far as me being a mentor, some people think I am, but I think it's primarily because I'm still walking around (laughs) and I'm going to classes, so they think that's so great. And I'm, I'm probably the oldest person taking classes there Mm -hmm. because a few people have died but I I love being part of the program and Mm -hmm. uh, I try to push it where I can yeah that's great so I like to ask guests throughout your career or throughout your life what was your biggest obstacle slash shittiest moment 
whether it was in the office or in your military service? Well, I was very, very shy when I was a kid. And that that's, I still feel shy. I know a few people who can walk into a room of strangers and start talking to anybody and mm-hmm. I'm talking, 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 which can be annoying too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I just don't understand why people think I'm so great because oh, no. I'm, I'm not. Oh. But a lot of people like me, which is gratifying. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. try to do anything that's going to kill that. Right. Like, you know. So what you're saying is you have not had a shittiest moment. <laughs> that you can I'm, I'm sure I have, but you yeah. gotta, you got to get over them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah. So you've uh, gotten over them and you've blocked those moments. <laughs> so you don't remember yeah, them. But, you know, I'm talking about the Me Too movement and stuff and uh-huh. this uh, Justice Kavanaugh. I, you can remember suddenly something that happened to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I woke up one night recently and I remember something this was like 70 years ago mm-hmm. more than that I think that I remembered an incident which I got out of fortunately I wouldn't put up with it I don't know yeah. what I do today but yeah was it in the workplace no oh okay. no I did was uh, I, I remember this too I had just gotten out of the service and the war was over and I used to march in May Day parades, mm. May 1st in the city, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I did it again. I was in uniform, and I knew these two guys, and I thought they were nice guys. I was in the car in the back seat with uh, this one, mm-hmm. and he was trying very hard to seduce me, but I got out of the car, mm-hmm. so yeah. I was lucky in that respect. But, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he thought it was because I was a wave and I was in uniform. And at that time, if you were a wave or a whack or, or whatever the other ones were, you were thought of as loose. You know, mm. you, you joined the Navy or the Army because you were going to have sex with all the soldiers. You know, wow. like camp followers, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. Yeah. And But the women were, uh, you know, they were... Tact might not be the right word, but mm-hmm. I know there were incidents that women were yeah. accosted that way. Yeah. Well, you For still have in idiot men who you know, they think if mm-hmm. oh, it's all right, you know, to slap you on the backside mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And they really, most of them don't mean anything by it, but it's a stupid thing to do. Well, you know, in your lifetime, what do you think your biggest opportunity or one of your best moments was? Well, I'm sure I thought that my best moment was marrying her. Yeah. <laughs> and That's having great. my kids. Of course, it wasn't always easy. And you had um, three kids, three daughters. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the next part of the show, we like to talk about hidden talents. So things that we might not put on our resumes or are work-related, but are important to our lives. So I have several things written down for you, but... Some of the things include your sewing, which you've talked about, mm-hmm. your um, designing clothes and things. And then um, you've also mentioned art. So were, did you paint? Was that your... Years ago, I okay. did, but uh, I haven't in, in mm-hmm. many years. Yeah. And then I also have that you like to dance. I love to dance. Yeah. Do you still... Well, Zumba. So do you have an opportunity to dance in Zumba and also, you know, work out? 
<laughs> get some exercise in. But I also have travel. So do you want to talk a little bit about where you've been? Well, I, I, years ago, I had a girlfriend whose husband didn't want to travel and my husband didn't want to travel. <laughs> so we would go together on our vacation to Europe. So I, I've been to a few places. And then coming out here, I did go on a couple of trips with a, an Ollie group. Okay. And that was good, but I just don't feel I could keep up with it at this point, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to... You know. Yeah, I've done a lot of trips, and my most recent trip with Marissa, where we stayed in a hostel and, mm-hmm. um, you know, had to take, um, like, buses places. But I remember seeing the really nice, like, travel buses, mm-hmm. you know, usually with seniors. Have you done those kinds of trips? They look very comfortable. Well, most <laughs> of what I did was not on a bus. It was... Uh, uh, river trips. Oh wow! Uh, small uh, cruise mm-hmm. uh, up the Danube, and the last one I did was uh, on the uh, the Seine. And wow! It, it joins with something I forget the name of it mm-hmm. at this point. So uh, yeah. I've been to Paris and Nice and mm-hmm. all those along the river, and, and one we had to take a bus for a couple of hours to get to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun. And we ended up in Paris on that one. So I saw the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. It was closed when we were there. We couldn't go. So I've been, I didn't get to the Louvre, went to the uh, Musée of Dorsey, but we didn't have enough time to go to the Louvre. It's because mm-hmm. it's much bigger and yeah. it would have taken a lot more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And where else have I been? Well, Herb finally said he would go on a trip. With uh, my friend uh, Emma and her husband, he if Herb will go, I'll go. And Herb uh-huh. said, if Larry will go, I'll go. So we did. <laughs> and we went to Spain for three weeks. Wow. And that was a great trip because I always liked the idea of Spain. Cervantes mm-hmm. and Don Quixote. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's so great. I always loved I always loved people who tried but couldn't get what they wanted. Yeah. And I guess that's what I, who I am. I mm-hmm. tried, but not hard enough, I suppose. <laughs> well, now we're going to dive into the listener question portion of the interview. So we, we put out on social media that we were going to have this interview with you. So we have four listener questions. So the first one is, what has been the biggest change that you've seen since you were in your 20s? And what is the same, either about yourself or just about the world around you? Well, as far as the world around me, I mean, electronics, I think, are the biggest mm-hmm. change. I, I, I use a computer, but I'm not good at it, and I don't do a lot of things, so I, I'm not taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And the iPhones, smartphones, or whatever you yeah. I don't want one because I don't <laughs> think I could learn all that. I think they're wonderful, uh-huh. but I just don't think I could master it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen babies use iPhones? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's I, it's amazing. <laughs> two-year-olds, you got mm-hmm. three-year-olds can tell you what to do. I had, <laughs> I had a classmate whose neighbor was a 12-year-old. Uh-huh. Whenever she had a problem, she called him. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, I'm experiencing that with my niece who is two and a half. She knows how to navigate to different videos on YouTube. It's a little bit scary. Yes, it is. 
Okay, so electronics. Well, um, the next question is based on your life experience, what advice do you have for listeners, if any? And are there any mottos that you follow? I don't think so. I mean, I mm-hmm. hate to use the expression "go with the flow," but I guess mm-hmm. that's that's what I've been doing all my life. I yeah. uh, maybe because I didn't think I could achieve some of the stuff that I wanted to, mm-hmm. and I just it didn't matter. You know, try yeah. to be a nice person. I guess that's important. The next question that we have starts out with "Thank you for your service." <laughs> And then what was the best and hardest part of your military career? I don't think I had a hardest part. I mean, I I went to nurses training and I, I learned how to do shots and give doses. At that time, we used to make our own uh, drugs. We had a mesh or whatever to put it into liquid. I, I don't even remember some of the things. Mm-hmm. I, and I told you about the PECA checking. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I imagine besides all of the work that you were doing, that part of Florida was probably pretty fun for a little while um, at that time, I imagine. Were there times where you got to go out and have fun with your with your colleagues? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a boyfriend and he oh. got discharged before me and we were going to go to Alaska. Wow. And uh, I didn't hear from him. And then I met her, and then I heard from Jeff. Oh. But that time I, I knew where I was supposed to be. So. Yeah. Hmm. Do we know what happened to Jeff? No, and okay. I, I, I think about it every yeah. so often, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I yeah. keep thinking I should remember his full name and look him up. Yeah, he's probably on Facebook if he's still alive. <laughs> I, I, I'm not on Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe he's not on Facebook. (laughs) Well, the last question, listener question I have is, as a lifelong learner, knowing what you do now about the world, is there a specific career that you would want to pursue if you could do it all again? Maybe nursing, if I'd been able to use the experience time that I had. Yeah. So that I didn't, but I had to go to work. So I Mm -hmm. I I had the GI. The GI Bill? Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't have been able to go into the nursing because I I had to go to work. Well, a question I like to ask all of my guests is, what are you looking forward to this week? School. School. It's back in session? Yeah, this will be the fourth week. Mm -hmm. So there are two more after this. Are you taking four classes this no, semester? Well, I'm taking four, yeah, just two days. Okay. I didn't sign up for all four days because I, I, I was very tired when yeah. I registered. So mm-hmm. I, okay. But uh, I just, you know, I, as I have said, I don't care if I don't remember a thing when I walk out of that classroom. Mm-hmm. I love being there. Yeah. And I've met some nice people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Well, I guess, is there anything that you would like to plug or any resources you would like to share? I know you've talked a lot about Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. Okay, so we'll include the link to that on the website so people can read more about it. But is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, maybe in the community, that people should check out? Well, I still volunteer during tax season. I don't do taxes. I (laughs) don't have that kind of brain. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, I help out 
Is that at the senior center at they the do taxes? Center, okay. Yeah. They have several locations. It's sponsored by ARP. Oh, okay. Well, so I think that's about it, Bernie. So thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> I hope I've been somewhat interesting. So you've been completely interesting. <laughs> well, to learn more about Bernie and other topics we've covered on this episode, head over to our website, brilliantbabespodcast.com, where you can also listen to previous episodes, check out our event calendar, and get the recipes for the dishes we make for each episode. Today's recipe was matzo brai. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and stay tuned for episodes every other Tuesday. Take care, everyone. Thank you.